0: It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash prime for details.
1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
2: Here we go. It's a Thursday. Greg Cosell, less than five minutes, live in L.A. It's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Things are good here. Rolling. Very good. NBA start next week. Penn State at Ohio State on Fox. Big noon kickoff Saturday. Game of the week in college football. Cannot wait. JMac. You know, Greg Cosell, fantasy football, gambling on football, want to get smarter in football. You know I was thinking about? You love wagering. Warren Sharp is detailing now underdogs are not covering last two years. And it is because of the NFL's slight pivot back to defense is allowing more defensive holding. Therefore, the very best quarterbacks, I mean, Mahomes, Lamar, Burrow, you see a decline, slight decline this year. They'll eventually, though, over time, even Trevor Lawrence this year, come down a little mm. with Calvin Ridley. So what's happening is the NFL, in its quest to be fair to defense and allow more holding, the numbers are barred out with Warren Sharp. What it's doing, it's creating a bigger gap in the NFL between the star quarterbacks and teams without one. And the teams without one, every other weekend, look completely inept yeah.
1: offensively. Well, the other problem with allowing defensive holding is it leads to less scoring. And I think unders went 12-2-1 last week, yeah. which is like the, the the most unders that have hit in a weekend in decades. Yes. And you know what people don't like is not scoring in the NFL. People yeah. want to see points. Yeah. I don't know. I think we see a bit of a correction this week and maybe a lot of points on the board. So I, want to, I was thinking about this.
2: Um, you know how like you grew up in a house and many of you who grew up in a house love the house. It's great memories. And then you leave it and go to college or you leave it and go get married, get a job. But you always love that house. You either want to buy it back from your parents, keep it in the family, or you hope they, you know, gift it to you when they pass away. You have this deep feeling for that house. But that's not the market for the house. You love it much more than the market because it connects with you. And I was thinking about this story on Tua. and Mike McDaniel has been very supportive of Tua. And I think you can make an argument. McDaniel is the hot coach in the league offensively. It's the fastest receiving group in league history. And Tua is benefiting from it. But what would his market be? Mike McDaniel was asked yesterday about him being more of a system quarterback. My answer to that would, would be who the F cares. Um, I've coached stuff a long time. I haven't seen um, people do what our guys do to try to say it's this person or that person. Um, is kind of missing the point. It is a, um, you know, a team working together, people working together. You know what I mean? Like, we're all connected in that way. Now, first of all, McDaniel, I believe, is a little bit ahead of the curve for this year in the league. Super smart. Kyle Shanahan with an Ivy League degree, little ahead. McVay did this for about a year or two. Felt like he was a little ahead of the league, and then the league eventually catches up. But ask yourself, right now, two is getting paid this year and next year. That's it. But his peers, Herbert, Jalen, Hurts, Burrow, have already been paid long contracts, should Tua. And I would say this, if the answer is ever, what's the market for your young quarterback? And the answer is ever, eh, kind of a small market. Probably should be careful about extending it. Think I'm wrong? Let me give you examples. Pretty small market for Derek Carr, Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, and Ryan Tannehill. Got the bag. How's it working? When you ask yourself that question, should we extend him? Ask yourself on Tua, what would the market be? Because the market knows McDaniels is ahead of the market, concussion issues, size, durability issues, and the fastest receiving core of all time. That does not mean Tua isn't very, very good and a good fit. But I mean, what would the market be for Brock Purdy without the injury history? How big would it be? I don't think it would be huge because of Kyle Shanahan and unbelievable weapons and a system that made Matt Schaub a Pro Bowler. It's not a shot at Brock Purdy or Tua. What would you get on the market is a very fair question when a very fair question when you are seeking an answer for do we give him a long term deal? Herbert on the market. I know you're beating up on him this week. You got 25 GMs calling. For Justin Herbert, that is a burrow on the market. You may have 28. Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence. If you don't know, what was the market for Daniel Jones? We had said on the air, the Giants are competing against themselves. There is no market. Derek Carr, three teams. Garoppolo, one, two. Tua, maybe four. But again, the house you grew up loving because you're emotionally connected to it, that's not the market. It's what you feel. I think in Miami today, the feeling is, look at this guy. My question is, all things considered, I would have a hard time as a GM giving Tua a big, big long-term deal. I don't think I could do it. I've said before with Brock Purdy, I don't think in three years I could do it. <laughs> this is an all-star team. What's Brock Purdy with Pittsburgh's offense? My, my opinion, probably losing Maybe a lot. Greg Cosell now joins us live. 44 years NFL film. We're going to get to the tour discussion later, by the way.
3: I uh, like that, though. I like what I just heard, uh, Colin. That was pretty good.
2: Oh, uh, I appreciate that. So speaking yeah, of, I liked it. So speaking of Brock Purdy, and I have said, I think he's, yeah. he's good. Um, I think we tend to, I'm guilty, so much emotion with football. That we go crazy. Caleb Williams has a bad game. Oh, I can't take him number one. Slow down. Brock Purdy loses on the road. Lousy weather. No Christian McCaffrey, Debo late. And we're like, ah, see, I told you so.
3: What did the film say on Brock Purdy? I don't think Purdy played poorly overall. He missed some throws. And we saw that this weekend with a lot of quarterbacks. We saw Herbert on Monday night. We saw Burrow on Sunday. He missed throws but I don't think he played poorly. And, you know, it's a fascinating question, and you, you kind of addressed it uh, leading up to me in the whole idea of a system. I think fans often think, and maybe media as well, think differently about quarterbacks than coaches do. What do coaches want? They want their quarterback to execute their system at the highest level, correct? That's what coaches have a system, and they want it executed. And we can sit here and debate the system, the kind of system it is, the traits of a given quarterback, but Brock Purdy still executes the system at a high level. He missed some throws. Um, He lost the ball on that throw, which, by the way, would have been – there was no one out in front. That could have been a touchdown on that screen pass. Um, So, uh, you know, I think that the – To me, there's not a question about Purdy. I think we know what he is, but what he does do, Colin, is he executes a fairly nuanced, detailed, complex system at a high level with very quick processing skills, and that's a trait. It is a trait. Um, Greg Cosell joining us,
2: radio audience. So Herbert's been taking, because they're losing close games, highly productive offensively, but Herbert's taking some shots. And you and I can really like a quarterback – Trevor Lawrence, but you can also say I don't think he's quite as good as the perception of him. I can like a quarterback, Justin Herbert, and say at times he can miss receivers downfield. I can really right. like a quarterback, and they're outside of Mahomes. They've all got stuff I don't love about them. Last year, Josh Allen in the red zone. Lamar Jackson getting hurt last two years. I still love them and would pay him whatever the market bears. So with Justin Herbert and their losses – Is there anything against the Cowboys on Monday you liked, didn't like? Do you defend them? Are there things you see you don't like? Where are you
3: on that performance? You know, I think we'd all agree, and and as you said, 25 GMs would make the phone call. Um, I I think that Herbert is a high, high high-level talent. Um, I would say that since I've watched Herbert since his last two years at Oregon, probably have watched every game uh, and every snap, um, there are times, and this is just a point of view, okay? So I don't want people to think I'm making a, a mathematical equation, bold, definitive statement. There are times when I watch Herbert that I feel that he comes off his primary read too quickly and looks to check downs. Um, I, you know, and I don't know whether he's risk averse. I don't know whether he's cautious by nature. We know he's got a big arm. We know he can make any throw. Um, but I think every once in a while he leaves some potential big play opportunities on the field and as I said that's not a definitive statement I don't know that for a fact but I kind of feel you know what was the what was the the argument the last two years oh it's the offensive coordinator right remember that it was always the offensive coordinator well Uh, You know, you're not really seeing him push the ball down the field this year either. And the sample size is too small to make any definitive judgment. But that's just my sense watching the tape, trying to extrapolate a little bit.
2: So yesterday, the Kansas City Chiefs and their very shrewd GM, Brett Veach, did what we thought they needed to do. They just needed another piece in the receiving core. So they they go back to the Jets, get a guy back. Now, I don't think he's a great player. But he knows the system. I thought they needed just another chess piece in the receiving court. So the offense has struggled by their standards. What do you see they need to improve at yeah. in Kansas City?
3: Yeah, I think they wanted a vertical dimension, because that's what Hardman is. He's not a volume target, but he's a vertical dimension because this season the Chiefs pass game has been somewhat condensed. Especially versus zone coverage, they've not been generating exp- explosive plays. I mean, when you look at Mahomes, his air yards per attempt versus zone coverage is among the lowest in the NFL. Wow. Now, it's hard—it's hard to know the exact reason for that without knowing exactly what's in Mahomes' head when he drops back. Yeah. But they have not been generating explosive plays, especially as I said versus zone coverage. So now I think it's incumbent upon. Andy Reid, his staff, Mahomes, everybody involved to figure that out and to create opportunities through your concepts and your play design. But the one thing Hardman gives them, as you and I both know, is he does give them at least a vertical dimension that can lift the top off the defense.
2: All right. I think the best game of the weekend, it just happens to be on Fox, the one I can't wait to watch, is Lions at the Ravens. So I think ah. I think Baltimore, uh, because of drops, I think they're better than the market thinks. I think I watched that first half against Tennessee and I thought they were brilliant. I thought Lamar was so crafty. So I want to ask you about this. Let's start with Goff, And we've said it before. We, I like him. He's a little old school pocket guy, but we knew this in LA and now it's even better in Detroit. If you give him a clean pocket with a good old line, he looks to me from television to be highly effective and I think this old line, PFF ranks at number one. Is that what the film's saying? Is Jared with time to throw is really special.
3: Yeah, and I think this is also where coaching comes in. This is a team that plays a lot out of 12 personnel meaning one back and two tight ends. And what does that mean? It means defensively, you often get their base defense. And teams in their base defense are far more predictable in what they do with their fronts and coverages. So Ben Johnson, the OC for the Lions, has a really good feel for what he's going to get when they line up in 12 personnel. And they throw the ball really, really well on first down. Again, a down in which you're not getting a lot from the defense in terms of fronts, pressures, all the things that defenses do when they play out of their nickel and dime packages so this is where coaching comes in as well and I love their use of what I call conventional play action meaning golf under center it takes longer for the play action to occur so it has a greater effect on second level defenders and if you go outside zone which they do a lot of something that's never talked about Colin defensive linemen their first move is horizontally not vertically toward the quarterback and that slows down the pass rush as well.
2: So, I, again, I thought Lamar's first half against the Titans was a work of art. Yeah. I, think he, I thought he was absolutely – I was just watching him. Sidearm throws, running, pocket, tempo. I was, I was sitting there, and maybe I was blurry, bleary because it was so early in the morning, <laughs> but I was like, wow, that is how you play the position. I thought he was great. What does the film say, and how will he match yeah. up against Detroit?
3: Yeah, I think that this is a fascinating matchup, but I think Lamar's played really, really well this year. Um, I think he's clearly settling into this offense. Uh, I still feel the offense in the past game is a work in progress, going through growing pains. Not Lamar necessarily, the offense. Um, I don't think this offense has expanded into what it can be, but I think Lamar is a very comfortable player. I think he's seeing it well. I think he's going through reads. Um But now they're playing against a Lions defense, and I think Aaron Glenn deserves a ton of credit. He made dramatic changes from a year ago. He started out with a ton of man coverage, a ton of pressure, found out it didn't work with his personnel. This year they're much more zone heavy. He's starting to move people around. He understands uh, that Hutchinson can be moved around. Jack Campbell, the rookie from Iowa, he can play in multiple positions. Um, I think Alex Anzalone is a top five linebacker in the league this year. He he doesn't come off the field. He's played really, really well. So, you know, I think that this is a real interesting matchup um, of a defense that has pretty good speed, Plays a lot of zone against Lamar, who obviously is throwing it really well, but we know he can hurt you anytime with his legs.
2: Another great matchup. To me, the second most intriguing matchup, Dolphins at the Eagles. So Philadelphia is banged yeah. it, it. Philadelphia is really banged up on defense, that has to be considered. You do not want backups guarding Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. That could be the difference. The secondary for the Eagles is struggling to begin with. That could really be a problem. So what? Tua, and, ag- Tua against this yeah. Philly defense that can put on a pass rush now, they can, on crisis situations, they can get right in your face. How do you think Tua matches up against Philly?
3: The key is crisis situations because if it's not crisis, Colin, if it's first and ten, second and four, then to me it's almost the inverse of the way we normally think about defense. Coverage becomes more important than pass rush because the ball gets out so quick. Two has hardly been sacked this year. He's hardly been hit. You have to take away the first window throws. And that comes from coverage, not from pass rush. So it's almost the inverse. You have to figure out how to deal with their routes, their route concepts, all their motions. They give you so much eye candy with their motions. You know, when you get a lot of motion and eye candy, you have to kind of shrink your defensive menu. You can't get caught up in all these communication issues so it really starts with coverage and that would be potentially going into this game a little bit of a concern you're 100 correct if you get to third and 11 that's when the pass rush becomes a big factor Uh, and that's where the eagles clearly have an advantage but if it's first and 10 second and three you better be able to take away that first window and then your four-man pass rush must become a factor but it's coverage first
2: Any concerns, Jalen Hurts, three picks, turnovers are up this year. Any concern with what you see with Hurts and the Eagles offense?
3: Yeah, I mean, to some degree, I'd say there's a little concern. I don't think overall that Hurts has been quite as sharp as he was a year ago. Um, I think Hurts will always have a tendency to break down in the pocket, before it's needed, He'd break down prematurely. I think at times this year he's been a little overly reactive to opposing jersey color. But I think he's still throwing the ball really, really well. Um, He threw three interceptions last week. Two were not on him. The last one was totally uncharacteristic of Jalen. Only he could explain what he saw. He doesn't throw those kinds of interceptions at all. So I can't explain it. Um, But he's still throwing the ball really, really well. I just think at times, and maybe it's the nature of the opponents. You know, They played the Rams, and you're concerned about Aaron Donald. You know, it depends on your opponent, obviously, but I just think he needs to be a little more settled in the pocket, and we'll see as we go forward. Um, you know, now uh, I they say Lane Johnson is going to play this week, and he's really critical to the Eagles' offensive line. Yesterday on the show,
2: I asked J-Mac, who would you vote coach of the year? He gave the answer, which I think will win. Dan Campbell has to be considered Mike McDaniel. So Dan Campbell, Detroit, Mike McDaniel, Miami, they're going to get a lot of votes. I said he's not going to win it, but I think Sean McVay is having an unbelievable year coaching <clears throat> outside of the first half against Cincinnati when he forgot the run game. I think it's wizardry. What is the, I mean, they're, they're, that defense is Aaron Donald and kids. The offensive line is patchwork. And yet, yeah. out, outside of the <clears throat> Eagles game, they've been in every game and won three of them. What do you see in Stafford McVay right now?
3: Well, it's funny you mention that because in the second half this past week against the Cards, I think Kyron Williams had two carries for four yards in the first half. In the second half, 18 for 154, and every single run had motion. They are using motion exceptionally well. A lot of more teams are, but they're doing it really well. And, you know, Stafford still makes throws. And one of the big things, and this will get to our play momentarily here, is the way they're now going to use Cooper Cup differently than we've seen him in past years. He's been kind of the Z, the movement receiver. Now he's going to end up being their boundary X, a lot of the times, meaning the single receiver to the short side of the field, because they don't have anybody else who can play that position. And Cup can. Cup is so good that he can play any position. So let's go to our play now, Colin, if we could, because this is an example of that. This was a touchdown last week. And this is a case where they lined him up as the single receiver to the short side of the field. You're going to see Stafford in the gun. Okay. Where's Cup? Cup is the boundary X. That's what we call. It. He's the single receiver short side of the field. He's on the back side of trips, on the back side of three receivers. Okay, this is the new position for him. You'll see him here a lot. The corner is over him. Now, all Stafford has to do here, Colin, is he just has to know where the safety is. And he sees the safety over there, so there's no chance that there's a safety involved in Cup's route. And then you get Cup who's such a good route runner, so good with his body mechanics, understanding how to turn corners, which he does here so easily. That's a rookie corner, of course, so it's unfair. But I think that's an important point to make as we go forward, is you're going to see Cup playing a lot of the times this year in a different position than he's played in the past. So good. Greg Cosell, 15 minutes meat sandwich,
2: the best. As always, good seeing you, Greg. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. 44 years at NFL Films. This time tomorrow, by the way, are blazing five picks. J-Mac said, very good week. That's your takeaway. I don't well, feel that way. It, why not? What, what? Well, a, a great example is Philadelphia hosting Miami. I really love Philadelphia. The problem is there are so many injuries on the back end. Fair. I could get a struggling secondary's backups. So if, if Philly was healthy, Lane Johnson, they all play. I think Philadelphia is a great yeah. bet. If they're missing three starters defensively against this offense well. and the weather is
1: not bad, then it changes everything. But how much will it matter if Miami can't protect the way they couldn't protect Tua against Buffalo? Miami's offensive line cannot handle the Eagles' push. And it looks like they're going to be starting the kid from Notre Dame at center. Uh, Eichenberg, I believe his name is. Yeah, He's graded out as one of the worst offensive linemen in the league. According to Pro Football Focus. Now he goes up against Jalen Carter, who's back, by the way, yeah. who's a monster. I mean, yeah. that,
2: well, th- Philadelphia to me was the side, but over the course of two days now, nobody's practicing in Philly.
1: That is a concern, yeah. But like you said, outdoors, night no, game. You no, know, it has Philly written all over it. After seeing the Phillies' at home field advantage in baseball, and you look at the Eagles at night, when was the last time they lost a night game? I know. It's something I think. One of the first
0: Big things advantage. I
2: look at is, when is the game? Like Sunday night games, Monday night games at home
1: feel like collegiate. A, it should say the home matters more. I mean they jumped out on Minnesota wasn't it like 34-7 before the Vikings get some, you know, cheesy touchdowns at the yeah. end. All right. I got a parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook.
2: New users use the code herd when you download the app. Now for my parlay pick of the week. Via DraftKings Sportsbook, I'll take Bills, minus nine. They played terribly against the New York Giants at New England. Swallow the points. Bills have a better roster, more to play for, as Miami and the Jets now are charging fast. Chargers at the Chiefs all take the Chargers, plus five and a half. Why? Chiefs are not a big favorite, still struggling offensively. Connectability between Mahomes and that young receiving group. And I'll take the Eagles, minus two, hosting the Dolphins. When you punch back at Miami, they can fold. Not a physical team. I think they'll struggle to slow down the Eagles offense. I like the Bills, minus nine. Chargers, plus five and a half. Eagles, minus two. You want to take the Herd Parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users code HERD when you download the app.
0: 21-plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877 8 hope and or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details.
2: Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy. 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
0: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE and Y or text HOPE and Y six seven three. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
2: And now newly minted first round picks like number one overall, Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, select Don Russ, and more including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Still October, holidays coming fast. Before your life goes into overtime, protect your home with Simply Safe. 40% off any new system at simplysafecolin.com. JMAC. Without further ado, with the news. No,
1: no, no, no. Turn on the news.
3: This is the Herdline News
1: love it when Jerry Jones is a topic Colin. he's such of one of the most visible owners in the NFL yesterday Mike McCarthy was asked about the dynamic between himself and Jerry and here's what McCarthy said
0: my communication with Jerry and, and the relationship that we have and the ability to talk through things um, you know working for an owner and working for you know an organization that didn't have an owner I mean this Jerry asked all the right questions and I think it makes everybody better uh, because it's like anything, you're going to have the you're going to have the conversations, you know, the post game conversations after the game. And I think it's really healthy. I think it's healthy for coordinators, and I think it's just like anything. There's a line of accountability that goes with it. Now, uh, you know, now the radio shows and all that stuff. Uh, it's just that's really just part of the job description of, of working here in Dallas.
2: I don't think it makes everybody better. I, I would. Oh. Do, do you think a owner with a talk show Appearance every money makes
1: everybody better. (laughs) I don't. I mean, they are so fortunate that Dak bailed them out against the Chargers. Because, with the bye week, do you know what the vibe would be around Dallas right now if they had lost that game? And they're sitting here at 3-3, and heading into the bye. It would be like, sky is falling. What's the future of Dak? What's the future of McCarthy? McCarthy should just be very happy that Dak Prescott made like every throw he had to. I thought that was the best game of his career. And I know people want to say, well, what about the Tampa playoff game? No, no, no. It there was, was no drama in that game. That was a layoff. They were uh, up at the end of the first quarter. It are, was over.
2: Ask your, and, and I don't think you're wrong. I wouldn't make it his best, but it was top five for sure. Ask yourself this. Why would you have your top five game against defensive head coach Brandon Staley, Khalil Mack, Bosa, Derwin James? If you were going to have one of your best five games, it wouldn't be against a bottom tier, inexperienced defense. In Los Angeles, the Rams have one aging star defensive player and kids. And they almost never blow a coverage. Derwin James, Bosa, Asante Samuel. The Char- Don't you think it's weird that Dak would have a great game Against a defensive head coach in the highest salary defense in the league, he didn't. He wouldn't have it against the Steelers. He didn't have it against the Niners. He
1: won't have it against the Eagles. And uh, It the does three tells leagues. you the, the issue with the, Dak. And that's not a knock on Dak. The Chargers have a real problem on the majors. Now I'll say this about Dak: he is in kind of a quote-unquote contract year, right? He's playing for the extension, um, and that's the kind of one that goes a long way after three-interception clunker against the Niners. But the, he's not out of the woods yet. I know everybody's like crowning Dak. Come out of the bye. Host the Rams. That will not be an easy game, the way the Rams are playing. Now, we'll see what the, how the Rams do against the Steelers. But that offense with Cooper, Cup, uh, and Puka, like the Dallas secondary is going to have some problems. Then the Eagles game, Colin. So they're not out of the woods yet. They still have Seattle, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. We'll see for uh, Jerry and company. Uh, next up, how about Jared Goff and the Lions? What a start. Five and one. 11 touchdowns. 105 passer rating. Um, you know, a lot of people are surprised by Goff's play, myself included. Not you as much. But don't count Dan Campbell among them. Here's what he had to say about his QB. I don't know what, what MVP is or isn't
2: these days, but I know this. He's playing at a very high level. Um, you know, he's making the throws that are there. He's seeing the field. Uh and he's exactly uh, what we need. And so, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not surprised. I knew he was tough. Um, knew he's resilient. And he's just, he's grown. You know, there's been consistency in what we're asking him to do. There's been consistency in his play, and there's been growth. And uh, he's in good place right now. His confidence is sky high. I think it's great. Everybody sort of moved Jared Goff out of town. Now Stafford got the ring. But the Detroit Lions, and this has happened never in my life, have the best offensive line in the league, an offensive coach, and a top-10 quarterback. It's never happened. They've had Stafford. They've had occasionally. They have the best O-line in the league, a top-10 quarterback, and they're on the right side of the NFL's pivot offense. This is not like a coincidence they're winning. They have lined up. Guys upstairs, Brad Holmes and these guys, they figured out very quickly in their rebuild, if we're gonna get Goff, analytics show Goff is very good when protected. So the upstairs, not just Dan Campbell, the upstairs guys deserve a lot of credit. The first thing they did when they got Goff, make this O-line better, because Goff's a top 10 guy with a good O-line. He was, now maybe 10,
1: but upstairs coach, quarterback. They, it's all working for them. Colin, um, again, I like to look ahead and see what's going on down the road. I'm just telling you now, if you think they can go into Baltimore and beat the Ravens this weekend. It's tough. Tough matchup. I I, I think you seriously got to also consider a bet on Jared Goff to win the MVP. Now, don't scoff, people. He's like 20, 25 to 1. But if you look at the schedule, they're going to be favored in almost every game the rest of the way. And you know, Goff, his big concern is outdoors, cold weather. You know, here are their December games, Colin. Other, other than at Chicago, December 10th, they host Denver at Minnesota, Dome at Dallas, which is the big game inside, and then versus Minnesota, Dome. He doesn't have any, like, frigid temperature games other than the Bears, who stink. That game against Dallas on December 30th, and we need to circle that one. That could be for home field advantage in the playoffs for Detroit. And if Goff is able to take down the Cowboys, I'm just saying right now, if they go, like, 14, is fourteen and three crazy for this team? No, I don't think. I okay. think. No, I mean,
2: he's going to be in the discussion at fourteen and three. Dak's first year when the Cowboys had the dominant O line, Dak as a rookie went thirteen and three. There's no disputing if you if you get a dominant O line and can dominate time of possession, it gives you the greatest chance in the current NFL to beat other star quarterbacks. You can, remember when Baker almost beat Mahomes in a playoff game? That wasn't about Baker. The O line for the Browns was yeah. so dominant. Mahomes wasn't on the field until the second half. Yeah. So the Lions not only are good, they are built to beat other star quarterbacks. And the way to do that, Cleveland had it for about two years. Yeah. A dominant O-line that's going to keep Jalen Hurts on the sidelines, Dak on the sidelines, Stafford on the sidelines. Oh, That—that's So it's
1: not just they're good. They're built to beat great quarterbacks. So the problem this week, uh, by the way, is this going to be in Blazing five Lions-Ravens? Strong consideration. I don't like putting the best game of the day. I just want to watch it without stress. So today, The injury report today will be big. But yesterday, David Montgomery, the running back, who's good. I don't know how the Bears let him go. He did not practice. Sounds like he's not going to play. His backup, Craig Reynolds, did not practice. So the only running back, it looks like it's going to be Jameer Gibbs, who we like. Yeah. Remember against the Chiefs. Chiefs in the opener. He's he's got some moves. It's going to be a tough game in Baltimore. If they do win this, though... I'm not kidding, folks. They will probably be the number one seed in the NFC. I love it. The schedule is amazing. I, I, I love it. Good story for Jared Goff. Happy oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he marries a sw- swimsuit model, or oh, he he's did. engaged to a sw- engaged to a swimsuit model. He just bought a massive house. Few blocks away, maybe a, a a three wood away from me. Well, my wife from Michigan. It down.
2: Michigan is a great place. You know, a lot of people. Matt Stafford stayed there for a long time. Harbaugh stand there. Golf wants to stay there. They're fan. Oh. By the way, have you noticed? Now I could be just overreacting to the internet. Is now we always know the Steelers fans travel well. Am I crazy to suggest the Lions fans I saw that video. Did you, now a lot of that is Michiganders who retired to Florida mm. But that Tampa Bay game. It was like 50% Lions fans. Yeah. That was crazy. Now, we always know Steelers, Cowboys, you know, there's a lot of semi fans or whatever. Transplants. So I could guess Michigan cold weather. They retired to Arizona. They retired to Florida. And maybe it was just a Tampa thing. Good God, they travel well.
1: Yeah, they're a great story. Uh, all right, final story is the Jets and the Chiefs made a trade. Um, it's weird. Nobody's talking about this. This is huge. No, not really. Miko uh, Hardman, who the Jets got in the offseason, we were like, oh, he's spicy. We could, uh, gadget guy. Uh, he's going back to Kansas City. Um, the Chiefs have struggled with their receivers this week. You thought, or this season, you thought maybe they would make a bigger play for some, like, Cortland Sutton. Well, they, they, have,
2: they have absolute limitations financially. You know, they're, they're up against probably the cap now because of, you know, Chris Jones. Uh, I don't know their cap situation off the top of my head. But what they did is instead of going and getting a star, they got a good rotational guy who knows their system. So it's a very smart move. I mean, the minute this happened, I'm like, they probably looked at the numbers and said, we can't get Chris Godwin of the Bucks. But can we get a guy that we don't have to teach the system? Yeah. Who knows what we're doing? And I think, by the way, I think more of the Chiefs today. Like I thought, okay, they've solved to some degree the issue. Just another guy that can. They don't throw the wall They don't throw the ball down the field this year.
1: He's a deep threat. Yeah, I can already see the story right now. I'm just going to go ahead and cut it off before uh, people get upset. Uh, Miko Hartman, you know, eight catches, 97 yards, two touchdowns. Chiefs win in a couple weeks. And everybody, Jets didn't know how to use him. Jets screwed it. Like, <laughs> listen, Miko Hartman knows Mahomes. I'm sure him and Mahomes have like a mind meld instantly. Yeah. Hey, remember when? You know, so Jets fans, just relax. It didn't work out in New York. It's not the end of the world. We get a draft pick or two. I, I haven't seen the uh, finalization of the deal, but whatever. He's gone. He's back in KC. j Mack with the news. Well, that's the news.
0: And thanks for stopping by. The herd Lie News.
2: Once your business gets a certain size, cracks start to emerge. You deserve a customized solution. That's NetSuite. They have the popular KPI checklist, absolutely free. Go to netsuite.com slash herd, netsuite.com slash H-E-R-D.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
2: thank you to our friends at panini america the official trading cards and nfts of the 2024 colin coward show panini america delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought after nfl nba fifa and wnba trading cards whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends panini's got it Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports, and now newly minted first round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards, or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show.
1: Sunday it's a huge day of football on Fox as Jared Goff and the Lions take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens or the Steelers battle the Rams or other regional action check for the game in your area only on Fox and Z Fox Sports app. All right so this
2: is very interesting. The NCAA breaking news. The NCAA has opened an investigation into number 2 Michigan witch hunt or legit, over possible rule-breaking around in-person scouting of opponents, sources tell Dan Wetzel and Ross Dellinger. The NCAA has alerted the Big Ten. The league has confirmed to Yahoo Sports without revealing specifics. So Michigan State hosts Michigan on Saturday. The Spartan staff was alerted to the matter this week. They were probably, it sounds like what I'm reading, the NCAA's investigation is presumably focused on a Michigan rep or a staff member attending future opponent games to capture signals. Belichick, years ago, there were similar things. Uh, it happens all the time, for the record. Is it a witch hunt? Is it envy? Is legit? Whatever it is, this is clearly starting to feel like Pete Carroll at USC. Lots of success, turns a program around, top of the world, clobbering his rivals, glory program, then getting frustrated with the NCAA, Jim and Pete absolutely pushing the envelope. Both had been in the NFL, fewer boundaries, no NCAA. You start hearing Pete Carroll to the Dolphins. Remember that a couple years before he left? Harbaugh to the Raiders, Harbaugh to the Chargers. Last year, rumors. This feels very much like Pete Carroll. Now, I'm not saying Harbaugh's leaving. And I think of all the things people could drag you for, this is way down the food chain on uh, probes, <laughs> uh, on, on uh, legitimate NCAA violations. Somebody's banging around looking at hand signals. I mean, in baseball, it's legal, and everybody steals signs. I don't think it's the end of the world. But it is something. The Big Ten's been alerted to it. So, And I think Harbaugh, like Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll was, you know, competition Wednesday, stealing recruits, owned L.A. There was a lot of animosity that, you know, Pete was basically put a fence around in L.A. and nobody could get the players, right? He, like, owned L.A. And Harbaugh now is clobbering Ohio State, Michigan State's a mile behind. Uh, They've sort of separated from the conference, and there's always a little envy. That's the way the world works. You know, talked about it yesterday. Wind blows a lot harder, top of the mountain. He's at the top now, and he's getting a lot of pushback. And, uh, by the way, Ohio State, when they're at the top, Georgia, they're at the top, you know, everybody, you start seeing leaks From rivals, leak stuff, Alabama's done a great job to withstand it, but there's been so many rumors about Alabama. None turning out mostly to be true on Alabama players. You get some of this. It's like endemic in the industry when you're at the top. So uh, my takeaway is NCAA only found out about this if somebody leaked it. Uh, and there were things when Pete Carroll was at USC, uh, special teams coach, uh, Reggie Bush stuff. You know, you look at it in hindsight and you're like, really? But, you know, that's why Pete left. He got very frustrated With the NCAA, silly rules, limitations on practice schedules. Now, you go to the NFL, Pete's had great success. He has a great relationship with the GM and the owner. That's not always the case. Sometimes, you know, Harbaugh struggled with the GM and the Niners. Trent Baalke and Harbaugh struggled. Harbaugh struggled with a player or two. Like, it's it's a whole different ballgame, college and pro, two different sports. But this does feel like Pete Carroll at USC. You started hearing NFL rumors, Pete getting frustrated with the NCAA, Pete had been in the NFL and had his eye because he didn't succeed at the level he wanted to of going back. Harbaugh succeeded in the NFL, but didn't get the ring. So it, 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 we talked about this yesterday. If Harbaugh won a natty, would this be the kind of stuff he says, yeah, I'm out?
1: It does make you think. I don't, does he even need the natty? What if they get to the playoff, lose in the National Championship, and he's dealing with all this nonsense? And you got the Chargers job open. What if the Bears get the number one pick? Hey, Jim. You want to come in, you get player control. Pick your quarterback, Drake May or Caleb Williams, who you want? I don't know, man. And remember, Klatt said this Wednesday, they might have more players drafted than ever before from Michigan. Like they've any, got a loaded, I mean, they got loaded. They so- may have more players drafted by any school ever, ever in any draft. Yeah, so I mean, it's not that Michigan's going to be empty after the season. They, you know, they just But reload. it is the loaded roster. This is the time to leave. You that's not a hot take. If
2: you were going to leave, It would be, here's my great class. I mean, by the way, when Pete Carroll, remember Mark Sanchez left a year early for the NFL, Pete had to play Matt Barkley as a freshman. Mm. A year later, he's gone. Like, that was really frustrating to Pete. Like, I mean, he supported Mark, but he didn't love it. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things in college football. The the sky's the limit here. The ratings are up this year. They're going to go way up next year with all Mm. these Big Ten teams, Pac-12 teams added, conjoined. But it, it, it is... Um, apparently, you know, NCAA Big Ten's been notified. Notified Michigan State. Somebody from Michigan looking for hand signals
1: in the conference. Come on, this is it. Do, it doesn't. I, I. But this is his second head scratcher that he's got to deal with, right? Remember the the hamburger visit? Yeah, some nonsense. Come on, who needs this crap? Yeah, not you're Jim not Harbaugh. Hey, you know what? We should officially become like the Michigan Wolverine show and root. For them to win the title, so that Harbaugh can go to the NFL. Well, let's let's no, do that. I don't want to do that. I like Michigan. Like, I
2: like college. They still,
1: they'll still be fine. We when have they the Big him.
2: Ten at Fox. We want the Big Ten to be interesting. They were they were good before him. They'll be fine. With oh yeah, Adam. yeah. We talked a lot about Brady, Hulk, Wolverines, didn't we?
1: Well, that was
2: a bit of a dumpster fire. Okay, um, I need Michigan to be good. I like college football. I don't want the SEC to dominate every year. I love this year. Oregon, Washington, great. Michigan, great. I like Notre Dame. Penn State's on the come up. They're gonna be fine. College football. I stopped. I didn't stop talking about it, but I pulled way back for a decade. Why? It became a regional sport. Same reason. Fifteen years ago, I stopped talking baseball in the regular season. Mm -hmm. It became a regional sport. NBA can be national because of its stars. NFL is national. College football, when it broadens out like it's done this year, becomes a national topic.
1: Do we need to give? uh, Harbaugh gets a lot of credit for Colin Kaepernick, right? Isn't that the guy he handpicked? I think second round out of Nevada, like he wanted him in San Fran. Well, he won with him. He yeah. knows quarterbacks. Jim Harbaugh was a quarterback. Come on, man. Get him Herbert or, or Drake May or Caleb Williams. Game over, baby. Come on, Jim. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> or three, next.
2: Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Started off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. I'm
1: Viosaf And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen.